0: Welcome back, that was a great video, wasn't it? The spoken word uh, expresses so much of what we want to be able to say to moms and about moms and uh, those who aren't moms. Uh, I want to uh, just encourage you, as you come into uh, worship this morning, thank you, worship team, for uh, really inspiring us in our worship time. Thank you for that great music. And uh, we were talking uh, yesterday about worship, and uh, how it's different, how it's going to be different. And uh, it's just encouraging to be able to recognize the words that we're singing. We're singing to and about someone who has never changed and never will. Our methods might change, uh, but the object of our worship is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Pastor John, for giving me the opportunity this morning to speak. And I also want to say thank you to Pastor Tim, who... Uh, prepared the great background for the slides that I'm going to be sharing uh, with you this morning. And uh, I want to talk about mothers, but if you're not a mother, I don't want you to stop listening because this isn't about you, it's about what you and I learn from our mothers. And yes, uh, if you are a mom, you're teaching this to your children and those who are watching you. I made a mistake earlier on in my marriage to Kelly, it was... Uh, Coming up on Mother's Day, and uh, my mom had passed away the first year we were married. And uh, I thought I was off the hook for Mother's Day. And uh, Kelly asked me uh, early on in her career as a mother, uh, Dennis, what are you going to do for Mother's Day? And I said, well, you're not my mother. And that was my first mistake. (laughs) And I didn't see her. For a few days after that. And then about day four, the swelling went down and I began to see a little bit blurry. And um, no, she didn't really hit me, but I love to work that joke in every chance I get. This is a photo of uh, my father, Robert, on the left, and my mother, Shirley, next to me, and uh, then me, and then Kelly, and then her mother. Marjorie, it just happened that we were all together in the same place, all dressed up in nice fancy clothes on this particular occasion. Uh, For some reason or another, I can't quite remember the occasion. But uh, my parents are both with the Lord now. But Marjorie is still very much a part of our lives. Happy Mother's Day, uh, my mother-in-law, Marjorie. Where does a mother's love come from? Wait. Wait. Something about that doesn't sound right. Let's start over. Uh, For the grammar lovers out there, is this better? From where does a mother's love come? That seems better. doesn't sound better, but the grammar teacher says it is correct. Have you ever wondered how mothers learn to love their children? Kelly and I, when... We were expecting, well, when she was expecting our first child, we went to those Lamaze classes. And um, I remember a lot about breathing. Uh, I thought I knew how to breathe, but apparently I was doing it all wrong. And uh, Lamaz helped me to understand how to do it correctly. But I don't remember anything in any of those Lamaz classes about, Mother, this is how you love your child. I don't think there's a class. Uh, where moms learn how to love. It just happens. But does it really? Genesis one twenty six and 27. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. Gener- Genesis 1, verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. I have this little idea that the finest qualities in mothers and motherhood, those things that we love to celebrate, we write, reading cards about, we write songs about, we speak words about, those are in fact a reflection of the nature, of the character, of the attributes of God who has made her in His image. The very things that we admire and celebrate about mothers, not only on Mother's Day but every day, are in fact echoes of those qualities that describe God. And this is, at least in part, what it means to be made in the image of God. Listen to these words of lament. Pastor Derek, this last week, gave us a, a great message about lament. Listen to these words of lament that Jesus spoke uh, on the high ground overlooking the road into Jerusalem. Uh as he approached the city. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together just as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. And you would not have it. It's pretty rare in the Scripture, but this is an example of God in this instance god the eternal son the second person in the trinity expressing himself in a female simile a mother hen gathering her brood of chicks under her wings to protect to shelter to comfort to nurture them this is my proposition this is my proposition today this is what i want to try to convince you of this is what I would like for you to agree with me about the love of a mother is like the love of God. Mother's love because it is part of the image in God in her, the image of God in her that makes loving her children her very nature. I ask that you would just pause and pray with me briefly. Father, as we talk about several... Certainly not all, but several qualities, characteristics that we admire in mothers. Help us to understand that it is you communicating something about yourself to us. You've used mothers to be the teacher, but you are the subject. Help us to see that today. No matter who we are, no matter what our experience of motherhood is, whether a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, whether a mother or not a mother, Help us, Father, to see through the lens of mother what you are showing us about yourself. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. That God made mothers to be loved is not accidental. It's purposeful. It's not just a sweet or a sentimental thing that we like to talk about or celebrate, or give flowers or gifts for Mother's Day, God intends to reveal to us something important about himself. And he has chosen this important relationship to begin to teach us from the very earliest moments of our conception. While I am still growing in the secret place, as David describes the mother's womb. Mother is beginning already to teach me about God's love. Everything God does has a purpose. He's not careless. He's not random. He's not whimsical. We're still discovering, and will always be discovering, the depth of God's purposes, the depth of His ways, and of the means that He uses to accomplish His purpose. So in the finest tradition of the acrostic outline, I propose to spell for you the, this primary quality of mother's love using a series of carefully selected verbs to more fully describe the love of God as it is revealed to us in the love of a mother. If you have the outline, if you downloaded that and printed it uh, from the email that was distributed with the church bulletin, uh, you'll be able to see pretty quickly as you follow along Uh, how to fill in those blanks that I left for you. L is for... L is for the way you look. Eh? No. (laughs) No. No. Some of you, some of you, the seasoned saints, you went there, didn't you? You went there in the room. Some very seasoned saints in the room. Some of you went... There with old blue eyes, Frank Sinatra singing that uh, sweet swing song. But uh, that is not the direction that I want to go this morning, as fun as that could be. Instead, uh, L is for lavishing. Lavishing, generous, over the top, too much gushing, it sometimes seems especially for me as a boy when my mother was too lavish with her affection. Oh, Mom. Ah. I miss it, though. Mothers are often overflowing with their love for their children. Mom is ready to make any sacrifice for the sake of her child. A mother is a person who, seeing that there are only four pieces of pie left, and five places at the table will promptly announce that she never really did care for pie anyway. Mother's love over the top, it seems, but a mother is lavish in her loving. Where does this come from? Notice 1 John 3, verse 1. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God, and such we are. This verse, translated in the New International Version, actually uses the word lavish. See what a great love the Father has lavished on us. It is all out there, holding nothing back. But a mother's love is not only Lavishing. There's another L word that I want to include. Love, L, is for lavishing and listening. Hmm, listening. Mothers seem to be interested in whatever their child wants to talk about. Long after the impatient father has given up making any kind of sense about the child's ramblings, mom is still listening intently. Even when the words the child is learning to form are undecipherable to the normal human ear, mom learns to hear and to understand what the child is trying to say. And frequently, they're successful. A mother's love is a listening kind of love. You know who else listens to us when we speak? I bet uh, you have this verse somewhere in your home, on a plaque, a refrigerator magnet, on a card, tucked into your Bible, highlighted and underlined in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. But that, that statement continues. God says through Jeremiah, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. There's another verse that we often quote in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God says, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. God is listening. God is listening right now. Are you speaking? God is listening. One other verse comes to my mind before I move off of L and go on to the next letter. This comes from 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14. This is the confidence which we have before him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from Him. He is listening. He hears you. Are you talking to Him? And what are you asking Him for? Well, that's the L in love. What comes next? O. O is for overlooking. Mothers are willing to forgive our faults, not hold our mistakes against us. A mother is quick to restore her repentant child. I remember being sent to the corner, or later, to my room, until I was ready to admit that what I had done was wrong, to say, I'm sorry, and really mean it. Sometimes it took me quite a while to be ready to really feel sorry, and then to apologize and ask for forgiveness. But when I finally did say, I'm sorry, and I must have, because I'm not in my room anymore, (laughs) Mom was quick with a hug, and maybe, if she had just happened to be baking, with a special treat. A mother's love is sometimes an overlooking love. You know what that makes me think of? There's this simple statement in describing love in 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. Love keeps no record of wrongs. There is no scorebook, statistics, that love keeps about the mistakes that we've made. I love this verse from Psalm 103. In fact, I love this whole psalm. But in Psalm 103 are these words, which I'm sure are familiar to you. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. When we ask for forgiveness, God is ready to overlook our failures and faults. I remember Pastor John just last week said the greatest mental health verse in in all the Bible is 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Pastor John, I'm sure we'll be coming to this verse in good time because it's in Hebrews chapter 8, just out ahead of where he is in uh, the series he's been teaching on better things in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12, quotes God from the Old Testament saying, for I will be merciful to their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. You know, I think God never actually says, I will forget their sins. Forgetting is something that we do involuntarily. But not... Remembering is a voluntary action. I choose not to allow myself to be reminded. I choose to reject the memory of a wrong done to me. I will not remember it. I refuse to remember it. I can't on purpose forget. I forget things all the time, but not on purpose. Forgetting is something that just happens. And God doesn't forget anything, He has perfect knowledge. But he says, I choose not to remember your sins. God's love shown to us through mothers is an overlooking kind of love. But it's also an overcoming kind of love. A mother's love overcomes obstacles. Obstacles like fear and doubt and the mean girls and the things they say and do, or the mean boys that knock you down on the playground. Or the cute girls who choose different boys over you. Or the cute boys who broke her daughter's heart. Or even, oh, I don't know, let's say even that letter her son receives from the Coast Guard Academy he was planning and hoping to attend, informing him that he was not selected for a mission, Hypothetically. A mother's love is the kind of love that can overcome any and every adversity. Overcoming. God's love is overcoming. Romans 8.37 tells us, in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loved us. We are more than overcomers through Him who loved us. We're halfway done. That's the L and the O. Next up is the V. What could possibly come along with the letter V. V is for valuing. Mothers are proud of our abilities and optimistic about our possibilities. She's quick to point out our strengths while at the same time overcoming our shortcomings, overlooking our shortcomings. Mothers can always see what is the best thing about her child. She's often the first to detect the silver lining in the storm clouds of her child's experiences. It has been said that a man is seldom as smart as his mother says that he is, or as dumb as his mother-in-law declares him to be. A mother's love all by itself ascribes worth and value to the child that she loves. You know who else loves us, not because of who we are, but because of who He is? John 3.16, probably the most quoted verse in history. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It continues, for God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. This is the value that God places upon us. His love gives us value. In His estimation, that value is worth the price of His only begotten Son. God demonstrates His own love toward us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. V is for valuing. But when I think of a mother's love, I also think of another important word that begins with the letter V, and that is volunteering. Countless times each day, a mother does what no one else can or will do or do it quite so well. She wipes away a tear. I won't mention other things she wipes away. Whispers a word of hope, eases her child's fear. I was talking with my siblings last night about what I was planning to say today, particularly about our mother. And one of my siblings reminded me that sometimes mom would lick her thumb and use that to wipe away a smudge on one of our cheeks. A mother teaches, she ministers, she loves, she nurtures the next generation of citizens. She challenges and cajoles her children to do their best and to be their best. You've probably heard the expression, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. She often does this without a word of thanks or any expression of appreciation until the second Sunday in May. But her love is offered voluntarily and comes with no strings attached. You know who else loves like that? God loves like that. Nobody had to ask him to send his son into the world to save it. Nobody thought to ask him to do that. Nobody sent a delegation to heaven to ask for terms of peace. He came up with the idea of redemption, reconciliation, regeneration, restoration for all humankind, all on his own. He volunteered to do the job himself, the job no one else was capable of doing. Or qualified to do. God's voluntary love towards us gives us that incredible value. So much so that even angels are astonished and look on in wonder and in awe. And that brings us to the letter E. E. Here's another picture of my mother, Shirley. If you follow me on Facebook, you see this is my current profile picture. If you look closely, you might notice a certain sparkle in her eyes. A certain mischievous sparkle. She loved to have fun. Just up the road from our house, where I grew up, was a dog kennel. On warm nights driving home, she was known to slow down, open her car window, and do her signature witch's cackle, out the window so that she would drive the dogs mad and get them all barking. And then she would laugh. And then we would laugh. You see, sometimes the way a mother enjoys demonstrating her love is to embarrass her children. This one is bonus content only. This one does not come from the Scripture. God does not embarrass us. But our mother loved us in such a way that sometimes her love could be embarrassing to us. Not to her, evidently, but to us. There were times she'd take us into a store with her, my uh, older brothers and me. The younger sisters usually were too young to scatter, as the boys did, stayed close by her. But uh, we boys would be curious, and we'd scatter throughout the store. Didn't matter how many of us there were with her, she'd let us all go off and do our own thing. Uh, Those of us who were able to walk on our own would wander away, looking at whatever. I usually found my way to the toy department. There's a toy department in every store if you look hard enough. Mom would take her time shopping. I think she was glad for the break. But when she was finally ready to leave the store, she had a foolproof method of collecting us from wherever we had wandered in the building. Didn't matter if there were any other people in the store. Didn't matter if those people in the store knew her or didn't know her. She would stand in plain view in the front of the store and begin to whoop loudly. A shrill boy call that echoed throughout the aisles of the store, and she wouldn't stop until we were all standing within arm's reach of her. I consulted with my family when I told them I was going to tell this story, and they said, well, if you tell that, you have to demonstrate it. So I've warned our sound technician, and I'm warning you at home, if you have dogs or cats or young children... Keep an eye on them. My mother patented this call. <laughs> and she would keep doing it until all of us were within arm's reach. She later learned to use that call to call us in from where we were playing outside to come in for dinner. Uh, and even when I was older and we moved closer into town, she still did that. She went out on the front porch and did that, I could hear her from two blocks away when, uh, when uh, she would call me and I was at my friend's house and it was time for me to hurry home for dinner. I'm here to tell you she could whoop up a scramble of Ashley boys like nobody's business. I'm just going to call this embarrassing kind of love an exuberant love and be done with it. Uh, but E is for Expressing. Unlike fathers, often mothers are never reluctant to express their love for their children. They are not embarrassed to say the words, I love you. They do not feel self-conscious about saying and demonstrating their love and affection. Mother's love is expressed regularly and clearly. A word. Or being snatched out of thin air and hugged or having a kiss planted loudly on the cheek or my mom's preferred forehead target. Maybe it took the form of a gift or an impromptu trip to the local county park for swimming and a picnic. Mom is going to express her love in a way that is impossible to miss or to ignore. Do you know where that comes from? God says, Malachi 1.2, I have loved you. Jeremiah 31.3, The Lord appeared to him from afar saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you with loving kindness. Love is an expressing love when it comes from a mother. Okay, I have just one more word to suggest to you this morning. It's too bad that there are only four letters in the word love. I can think of many, many more words to describe a mother's love. And there are even more words that describe God's love. But we have to finish before lunch, so this is the last one. A mother's love is exceeding. A mother loves all the way. She loves because God has made her this way. God made fathers too. They teach us other things about God, but that's an assignment for another day. Paul and Peter both describe a series of qualities or characteristics we are to look for as evidence of a growing Christian life. In Paul's list, uh, he calls the fruit of the Spirit. He sets love in the first place, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Peter's list found in Second Peter 1, 5 through 5-8, describes an ascending tower of qualities, starting with faith and then growing upward. And he names love last, or the top level, or the pinnacle, or the summit, if you're going to be a useful and fruitful follower of Jesus Christ. Well, whether we put it as first or as highest in importance, There is no argument that it's a clear expression of the relationship between God and us and then between us and one another. There are a lot of songs and hymns about God's love in our library of music. I'm going to mention just one title and then I'll be finished. Love divine, all loves excelling. Thank you, mothers, for teaching us about the love of God, which exceeds and excels all other characteristics. Let's pray together. Father, as we've been reminded this morning in various ways, uh, that you set mothers in our lives to teach us what love looks like, to teach us, every one of us, to start us out in life with a message, you are loved. You are loved. You are accepted. You are valued. You are wanted. Sometimes that message gets scrambled. Sometimes we don't quite hear it or or receive it or believe it. But it's a clear and a consistent message when it comes from you. Thank you for loving us unconditionally. Being ready to forgive us, to overlook all of our many failings. Thank you for listening to us as we speak to you. Thank you for listening to us this morning. Thank you for loving us teaching us about it through our mothers. We ask you to bless them, and through them, all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you all so much for joining us this morning. It was pleasant to be with you in your living room. Thanks for letting us stay the whole time. And uh, we'll see you right here again next Sunday morning. Check out our YouTube channel throughout the week for more messages from our pastor. Uh, his fireside chat, and uh, other messages as they come. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Happy Mother's Day.